Hi, welcome to Something About Astrology. My name's Chris, and I'm a Sagittarius. And my name is Almy, and I'm a Scorpio. Cool. Uh, so today is Saturday, May 9th, and right now the moon is in Sagittarius. And as we know, Sagittarius is the best sign of the zodiac. I mean, if you're a Sagittarius, you think it is. If you're not, you think uh, otherwise. But at least for today, with the moon being in Sagittarius, hopefully you're listening to this podcast now because I would advise you to have fun today, as much fun as possible, because over the next uh, several days, it's not going to be pretty. But at least for now, the moon is in Sagittarius, which is awesome. I'm having a great weekend thus far with Almy. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, on Sunday, the moon will be going into the dour sign of Capricorn. And also, the planet Saturn will be going retrograde, which won't be much fun for anyone. So if you can, have some fun today. I don't know, maybe even do some impressions of some of your favorite cartoon characters. Almy, would you mind doing a little Simpsons for the people? Okay, sure. Um, I'll do Lisa Simpson. My name is Lisa Simpson. Meat as murder, Mom. That was great. Thank you. So that's the kind of fun you could be having today, and hopefully you are having, while the moon is in Sagittarius. Uh, Because, like I mentioned, on Sunday, the moon's going into Capricorn, and then um, it's not going to be the most festive atmosphere. And, of course, it's Mother's Day as well. (laughs) And on top of the Capricorn moon, we have the planet Saturn turning retrograde. Saturn, in general, is not the nicest planet. And any time it's doing anything, it doesn't make us feel so great. We can feel heavier than we normally do. We can feel a little more depressed. It just... A lot of reality coming through over the next couple of days. And it's not going to be great for Mother's Day. Were you going to say something? I can sum it up in a Marge Simpson voice. Oh, please. (sighs) That's it. That's the Marge Simpson. Yeah. Lisa. So actually, that's kind of the tone for Mother's Day this year. Even if Saturn wasn't doing anything, of course, with everything else going on in the world, it's a very... Yeah, 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 totally. That was me doing it that time, so it wasn't that as was good. Really, no, that was great. That sounded just really tortured. Thank you. Um, but that's how we're all going to feel over the next couple of days. <laughs> um, because the planet Saturn has absolutely no sense of decency. Why it's choosing to go retrograde on Mother's Day, I have no idea. That's just how Saturn rolls. Cool. Another planet going retrograde shortly is the planet Venus. But at least Venus has the decency to wait to go retrograde until Tuesday. Um, So with Saturn going retrograde, and this is per astrologer Jan Attridge, and she's actually the person who first got me into astrology. Uh, My my mom introduced me to Jan Attridge uh, when I was much younger and when I was going through a fairly difficult phase. I had no idea that life in general is just kind of a a difficult phase, but at the time I was like, I got to figure out a way to get through this. And uh, for whatever reason, my mom thought it would be a good idea to meet with an astrologist just to kind of get a different perspective on life. And just from meeting with her and just having one session, I was like, I'm really into this stuff. And I've been, you know, dabbling in it ever since. That's your astrology origin story. That's my astrology origin story. Because most people think that I am the one who does the astrology because people have this very sexist notion that astrology is uh, a woman's thing. And I think they're surprised when they listen to it and they realize that you, Chris, are the one who's leading it. And I think that that is very cool of you to break stereotypes 
and uh, just uh, be the leader in this because I'm learning too. I don't really know anything about astrology, but now I know something about astrology. Exactly. And, and yeah. I, I know something about astrology too. I'm definitely not a professional astrologer, but I'm way into it and I know a decent amount about it to the point where I feel comfortable that we can pull off a 20-minute podcast yeah. every week. Um, but with Saturn going retrograde, per Jan, this is per Jan Attridge, we will be repeating and analyzing the recent lessons that have shown up in our lives since February 1st of this year. So we're gonna be looking back either consciously or unconsciously, February, March, April, we're into May now. A lot has changed. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who you are, a lot has changed. For sure. And we're going to be reviewing that. Um, it's Saturn is about getting your house in order. It's a very serious planet. It's about taking a very serious look at things. Um, no wishy-washy stuff here. Saturn doesn't mess around. And by getting your house in order, that reminds me of recent shows Elmy and I have been watching. It seems like on the Netflix show Ozark, people are constantly telling them, each other to get their house in order. <laughs> yeah. And it even popped up on uh, the show Better Call Saul yep. about getting your house in order. So it's out there in the ether coming through to you <laughs> via these shows if you watch them. Um, but I thought that was interesting that that seems to be uh, I don't know. I'm just noticing a lot of weird stuff these days, a lot of synchronicities. I'm probably losing my mind a little bit from inactivity, like the rest of us are, but um, it seems to be out there. Um, now, getting our house in order initially sounds fine. Like, okay, I can do that. Sure, let's do it. But the other thing is, um, you see, there's a lot of planets doing a lot of stuff over the next few days. One of them is Mars. Mars is going to be leaving the sign of Aquarius, and it's going to be going into Pisces. So getting your house in order while Mars is in Pisces might be a little tricky. I guess what I'm saying is don't expect to get it right the first time. Expect setbacks, expect delays, but know it's going to be okay in the long run. Uh, I love Pisces. Uh, I also know that Pisces is not the most efficient energy. Um, and you know, but but I'm always trying to find the positive in things, right? Mm -hmm. And I talked about this a little bit last week. The great astrologer Rick Levine was saying that the planet Neptune, and Neptune rules Pisces, planet, the planet Neptune, its main function is to dissolve the harsh edges of Saturn. Mm. Um, so in a way, Mars going into Pisces might be okay, and that certain things that have bothered us that maybe we've been scared to address either with ourselves or with others with Mars going into Pisces that energy might be the little thing saying hey it's okay I'm here for you I can help it's all right you don't cool. have to be afraid yeah uh, because even as adults it doesn't matter what age you are we can feel fear mm -hmm. and hopefully Mars and Pisces will, will soften that a little bit um, and so we got there we got Saturn going retrograde we got Mars going into Pisces. The other thing that's happening is Mercury on Monday, the planet Mercury is gonna be going into Gemini. Now, Mercury is the way we communicate. Mercury has been in Taurus. Taurus energy is usually like, I wanna be comfortable, I wanna mm. take it easy, I wanna have a slower pace to my life. Mm -hmm. Gemini energy, oh boy, that energy is fast, it is quick, it is constantly changing, it's constantly moving. So we're basically going from zero to 60 in about two seconds. 
Um, that's going to kick in on Monday. So with Mercury and Gemini, you know, the, the Gemini energy is nonconformist. I'd say it's the rebel of the Zodiac. I always think of Gemini and Aquarius as being the rebels of the Zodiac, where mm. they are going to go their own way. Everyone else be damned. Sure. Um, they're also, Gemini energy is fast. Like I said, it's about quick thinking. It's a little bit about leaping before you look, though, where it's someone's like, hey, I'm going to give you directions to get from point A to point B. It's, there, you know, there's 25 steps, step one, and then Gemini's like, okay, I got it. But wait, we're, we're on step one. There's 24 more to go. No, 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 I got it. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's okay. That's my impression of Gemini. Um, so there can be a little bit of that where you think you understand everything, but uh, there's more to it. Uh, Gemini is great at understanding things on the surface. It's not a great energy for probing the deeper parts of life. That's mm. where Almy and Scorpio energy comes in to really oh. get down into the nitty gritty. But Gemini energy is smart. It's very cerebral energy. You're, you're, it's mental energy. So you're going to want to keep your mind occupied and hopefully keeping it occupied in a positive way. Um, you know, in, in, the, in certain situations with Mercury and Taurus, maybe we've been able to bite our tongue. If someone's saying something we don't agree with, we're just like, ah, whatever, I can't be bothered. But with Mercury going into Gemini, there is going to be the urge to verbalize. So, you know, I'm not recommending that you get in an argument with someone on social media or on a message board, but there might be the urge to do that. Just get in there and just give a bunch of shots. Um, it's, it's about verbalizing. Uh, it's going to be hard to not talk about things with Mercury and Gemini. So one constructive way of using that might be to reach out to people who you haven't contacted in a long time or been out of touch with. Maybe during this time, there's a friend or a relative. You're like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. This is a great time to call them, email them. They're going to want to hear from you. They're going to be more prone to want to talk. Um, so get out there, start talking to people a little bit more. But whenever possible with Mercury and Gemini, try to slow down. Speed is great, but speed also kills. Mm -hmm. Just ask James Dean. Was he yes. speeding? I, I actually, I was going to look that up. I don't even know if he was speeding or if he just got cut off. The problem was set, that but... the color of his car, the way the sunlight reflected on the color of his car as he was making a turn, made it kind of difficult for the other driver to see. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a big part of it. And he was probably speeding as well. But, you know, that's a good that's a good question. We don't know for sure. Yeah, just like we don't know for sure right now what the next day is going to bring. Uh, it's a weird time. Um, a little bit more about Mercury and Gemini. Gemini energy is outside-the-box thinking. I got to think that the term basic was coined by a Gemini. I don't know where that term uh, originally came from, but basic. I, I feel like a Gemini was like, yawn, we've seen this before. Give me something else. A little variety, please, because this is really boring. Uh, Gemini energy is bored really quick. Uh, the current leader of our country is a Gemini. I don't oh, think anyone would say that that guy has a long attention span. He does not. Uh, if you watch him when he's being questioned, as soon as someone is on the second word, he's, <laughs> his eyes are already looking off somewhere else. No attention span whatsoever. So we're going to be struggling with that a little bit within ourselves, too. We're going to feel fidgety. It's a tough time to be staying home <laughs> and to be social distancing. Um, and also with Mercury and Gemini, and Mars in Pisces, those two signs square each other. They don't necessarily work well together. So as far as information goes, as we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this virus, 
I don't really like the placement of these planets. I think there's just going to be... I don't think we're going to get answers. I think more questions are going to come up more than anything. And there are certain states that are reopening either entirely or partially. And with these planets being retrograde, with certain placements of these planets, I just got to say, I don't like it. Uh, Again, I hope everything goes great. I hope everyone stays safe. I hope no one ever dies again, either from the virus or from anything. I hope we just all live forever. Uh, (laughs) But the timing of this, astrologically at least, for whatever that's worth, eh, it just does not look good right now. And I really wish uh, things were going a little bit slower. But again, hey, everyone's got a different circumstance out there. I understand the push for it. I don't know. But that leads me to our Ask a Scorpio portion of the show. Because, as you know, Almy is a Disneyland, a Disney (laughs) aficionado. And this Monday, May 11th, Disneyland in Shanghai, Shanghai Shanghai Disney, Disney. is going to be reopening. Uh, Almy, can you tell the folks just a few details about how that might work? Oh, I'd be delighted, Chris. So because I am a Disney nerd, I have been watching videos and reading uh, articles on what Shanghai Disney is going to do. And they have a system in place. First of all, they are going to require everyone to wear masks, both the guests and the employees, except, of course, for when you're eating. And I don't know what you do with your mask when you're eating. I guess you put it on the table. Who knows when that was cleaned and then you're going to want to linger. Anyway, the point is everyone's got to wear a mask. As everyone enters the park, there will be digital scanners that will take your temperature. And it's not like they put a thermometer in your mouth or on your forehead. They don't even touch you. It's like uh, when you're driving really fast and you see what your speed is. It's like that, but with uh, the, the human body temperatures. Uh, Also, they have uh, changed the lines. They have uh, put little markers in place to force people to stand far apart. So on the floor, it will say, do not stand here. And those are placed a few feet apart. They will also be loading people into rides every other row. So in Pirates of the Caribbean, you will have, which is in Shanghai Disney and is so much more badass than the version we have. I think Walt did a terrific job with it. But the Shanghai Disney one is on another level. Um, If you are a nerd like I am and you are really interested in how things are made, I would check out a video on YouTube of the Shanghai Disney Pirate Ride. But anyway, so people will not be jammed into rides and they are reducing the capacity by quite a bit. Shanghai Disney, normally they can fit 80,000 people in there. Uh, Disneyland can fit about 50,000. Disneyland's way smaller. Shanghai Disney, about 80,000. And they said they're going to allow about, I think it was 24 or 25,000. And you also have to make a reservation, even if you are an annual pass holder, which means that you've bought your tickets ahead of time for you to use all year, you won't be able to do that. And that will probably be true for Disneyland as well. You will have to make a reservation. You can't just show up at the park and get in. So I think I've covered, oh, and then the characters don't, you will not be able to take a photo with Mickey or anyone. It's actually very cute. They will have all of the characters in the castle waving down just in one big group. And the only people who are not required to wear masks will be face characters. Now, those are the Disney princesses, for example. That is an example of a face character. Any character that does not wear a mask, by which I mean like a mascot cartoony mask, not a face mask, uh, you know, like uh, Ariel or whatever, uh, they will not be required to wear masks, but you will also not be allowed to go near them. 
So I think I think I covered it. That's what Shanghai Disney is going to be doing. We can expect a lot of that, I would think, to transfer to Disneyland. Um, and it will be interesting to see how it works or how it doesn't. And I think that is your uh, Disneyland update. I think I'm done now. Cool. Well, thank you, Almy, for uh, letting the folks know how the Shanghai Disneyland reopening is uh, going to go. And, uh, of course, we hope that it goes smoothly and that it's uh, cool and everyone stays healthy and all that fun oh, stuff. Oh, one last thing about Shanghai Disney. I thought this was super interesting. Everything will be open. I, maybe some rides will be closed, but the shops will be open. And in this video that they released to the press and to visitors who may visit Shanghai Disney, they noted in the shops, please only touch what you are planning to buy. I cannot see that translating in America. I actually cannot see that translating in any human capacity. Humans, people, we love to touch things. And I didn't notice how much I love to touch things until this virus happened. Because in the grocery store, when you're picking out produce, you want to squeeze the avocados, see if they're ripe. When you're shopping for clothing, you're going to want to try it on. When you are in any kind of store, notice how if you see something you like, your instinct is to pick it up. And they're saying at Shanghai Disney, do not pick up anything unless you're planning to buy it. So it'll be interesting to see if that will hold up. I don't know how you keep an eye out on people to, uh, are they going to demand that you buy it if you pick it up? I don't know. But it's a good idea to uh, pick up less things right now. So I thought that that was particularly interesting. There's so much to look at and touch in Disneyland. It's really going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an experiment right now. And uh, hopefully uh, they're taking all the precautions they can. And uh, again, yeah, just wishing everyone the best. And uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, the whole world is, is going to be watching this, of course. Um, but, you know, over the foreseeable future for the next, well, let me look back. Mars and Pisces, I mentioned, um, oh, wow. Yeah, Mars is going to stay in Pisces through June 27th. And again, Mars is the planet of actions. And we've been in the detached sign of Aquarius, uh, Mars has been, where it's a little easier to detach your emotion from things. And again, even if it feels like everyone's freaking out constantly right now, with Mars going into Pisces, that's gonna be even more amplified because again, Mars is ruled by Neptune. Neptune is fuzzy, cloudy, dreamlike energy it's not uh saturn capricorn energy giving you blunt yes no answers neptune is like uh, i don't know ask someone else <laughs> uh that's my impression of neptune but um with mars going into pisces we might feel a lot more vulnerable than we have been we might feel more scared because again when you don't understand something of course there's a tendency to invoke fear into things. I mean, I guess that's a human instinct. You want to prepare for the worst possible scenario. Uh, part of that, too, is we can create mountains out of molehills. Things might not be quite as bad as we think they're going to be. The whole fear thing might end up being a mirage or, or an illusion. So try to monitor that when the feelings of fear pop up in your head with Mars going into Pisces, when you do feel a little more vulnerable, where you feel a little more personally attacked, where certain things that didn't bother you before all of a sudden do, mm -hmm. just say, hey, maybe, maybe that's a little Mars and Pisces. Maybe I can just uh, have some ice cream. 
chill out, be okay. Because that's another thing. Neptune, Piscean energy, it's great for escapism. It's okay to have that extra piece of chocolate or to have any chocolate at all. It's okay to eat, especially if you live in LA. It's okay to eat right now and stay grounded. Damn it, you can lose the weight later. But eat for your own sanity. Um, what else was I going to say? I had something, I think I had something good there too. But oh yeah, I wanted to talk about some positive aspects of Mars and Pisces. Uh, one of the great things is Pisces energy it, for Pisces energy is empathy. Mm. Uh, no one can understand other people better than Pisces. Pisces is that mutable energy that can divorce itself from the ego, from the I, from the me, and put themselves in someone else's shoes. Mm. So there is that. Maybe we can try a little bit harder to understand other people because part of what's going on here with this and again i don't like talking about real stuff my whole life <laughs> i have organized to never have to talk about anything real or relevant um but again with what's going on in the world it's hard to avoid but i'm looking at myself especially in the u.s what happened in 2016 with that election and i you know i've had some distance from that now and i feel the reason that that certain person was voted in uh, is because a lot of people feel left out of the American dream. A lot of people, they don't have it. They don't have enough. They don't, and they they, they didn't. They don't have support. They don't have love. Uh, maybe from a young age, they were told how much they suck, and they continue to get that their entire adult life to the point where it's like, hey, I'm on my own in this world. They've never developed any skills about thinking about other people, and I'm not necessarily blaming them. We're a product of our societies. Um, it's four years later now. Uh, we're not dealing with an election. We're dealing with a virus. But I still see people bickering in the same way. Um, is there a different way to bicker? <laughs> is there a different way? And maybe this is the Mercury and Gemini too. Because like, Mercury can see things uh, from a different perspective. It is flexible energy. But again, even though it's... Uh, I don't like to compare this stuff. But can we try... Can we at least try to see someone else's perspective instead of the usual F you, F you, give them the finger, I don't like you, mm -hmm. go away, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can try to get them? A little bit. Baby steps. I'm not saying totally overnight yeah. understand them. Can we meet them one twentieth of the way? Mm -hmm. Does it always have to be absolutes? And that's the mutable energy talking. Uh, Mercury... And Gemini, that's mutable. Uh, Mars and Pisces is mutable. It means it's open for discussion. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a mutable sign. We're open to discussion. Unless someone's questioning us about our philosophies in life. Then we get <laughs> really, uh, we feel attacked immediately. Sure. Um, but again, I don't know. That's all I got there. Because the other thing is, you know, we talk about utopia. We talk about everyone getting along. But from an astrological perspective, let's say we had countries that were broken up by everyone's astrological sign. So all, <laughs> all Leos lived in one country. All Virgos lived in one country. Um, I don't think that would go well. No. Um, because, again, if everyone's thinking the same way, that doesn't always work out. Um, and, uh, you know, a country comprised totally of Aquarians, uh, everyone's just going to be fighting over who has the better idea for a, a utopia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Aquarians are like, I got the best way to run the world. No, I do. No, this is going to include everyone. Eh, whatever. Um, a Sagittarius country would last for about two minutes because we'd all leave it immediately. Right. <laughs> the first sign of anything that uh, that isn't right or the first sign of anyone being mean to us, we're like, I'm out of here. And it's like, well, there's no boats, no planes, Sagittarius. They're kind of stuck here. I don't care. I'll swim. Yeah. And then you're going to have to deal with all these Sagittarians trying to get into your country because they can't get along with each other. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of group think. I'm a, I'm a fan of thinking for yourself. I'm a fan of being kind to others. Um, again, I don't know. This is real stuff. I don't really have uh, know how to talk about real stuff. You're doing great. But um, I guess in a way, as we're going through this and we're doing social distancing, consider social distancing from your ego a little bit, mm. if you can. And try to see things through the eyes of other people. Why might they think that way? Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to like it. You don't have to understand it. I'm not talking about serial killers. I'm not trying to say, like, try to think of, like, how Charles Manson would think. Nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't even have to agree with it. Yeah. But um, I think you know what I'm talking about. Because I, I think for us to move forward, whatever it is, we got to change our perspective and we got to change the way we communicate with each other. And even if that's arguing, we have to maybe argue differently. Um, so, I don't know. Food for thought. Sorry to get real there. This is supposed to be a humorous, irreverent podcast. I hope I had some humor there. Oh, here we go. I was going to button it with this. Um, I was talking about the countries, all the signs being the same. Uh, HBO actually did a show on this about 20... It's over 20 years ago now. Uh, where it was a show where it was all Scorpios living together. What? Did, did you know about the show? No. Yeah. It was called Oz. Oh, the prison drama Oz. It's a joke. It's a joke. So It's a joke. I thought I'd uh, end on that <laughs> with a terrible joke. If you want good humor, uh, we watched the Jerry Seinfeld Netflix special last night. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. We what? still got it, Enough right? with the drizzling. Yeah. Um... That's all. Hang in there. It's going to be uh, a dicey week. There's no getting around it, but, you know, we'll get through it one way or the other. Uh, We love you, and uh, we'll see you next week. This has been Something About Astrology. Thank you for listening.